0: Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Brax Tax. I'm here with Zach.
1: Hi.
0: And today we have a a special episode um, because of where we're at right now Mm -hmm. in society. Um, The storm clouds are gathering around our building right now, physically, and um, the storm clouds are gathering in. America and across the world because of issues regarding race and um, disunity and oppression and uh, yeah. So um, we we live um, in the suburbs of um, Minnesota and so George Floyd and his tragic murder um is something that's very close for us as is for many of you um and i don't know have you gotten a chance to go down to minneapolis uh not yet no okay
1: um uh, nope the 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 most uh direct exposure that I've gotten is um, people that, that I have gone down and uh told me once like that in, in the news um mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no, I haven't gotten down yet, although it looks like on Thursday, I think, our mm-hmm. our church is doing something. I think so. I think so. Um, yeah,
0: so I, I have gotten a chance to go down, and um, yeah, it's just you would never expect to see something so um, out of the movies, you know, as far right. as just the level of, of <clears throat> destruction Um, so it's and it's not you know this is not to say like you know the destruction is is the only thing that's that's bad (laughs) (laughs) right Right. because there's reasons for why the destruction has occurred and uh, so anyway we're we're here to have a conversation about um, racism We've got a few things that we could talk about. Uh, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, feel free to leave it in the comments so we can address it as we go through. Um, but we've got things like systemic issues, um, identity, uh, the gospel, and race. Uh, how do we move forward? What do we do? Um, I could, we, you know, we could even talk about, you know. Riding the morality of that in, in, um, context of, of the racial inequality. Um, but yeah, it's, it just, you know, to clear things like this is probably next to our first episode about loneliness and, and the coronavirus. This is probably the heaviest that I've felt, mm-hmm. um, in, in doing a podcast episode?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say as we you know, go on with this podcast, um, you know, we you know we acknowledge that Brax and I are, are two white men mm-hmm. um, yep. who, you know, haven't experienced firsthand a lot of the struggles that we're going to be addressing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to uh, try to approach it, um, you know, to the best we know and as as close to the gospel as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're you know not here to make any any large political statements or anything like that. Hopefully, hopefully not. We we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, but um, our, our our main goal here um, is uh, discussing racism and its. Uh, better alternative love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we're here Yep, for. We'll do our best. Yep. Um, but,
0: you know. anywhere you want to start Zach.
1: Yeah. So, um, now that I've, uh, just said that, um, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, and this is probably the, 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 the best place that, you know, I think we can do is we're going to start, um, Further away from uh, just gospel issues and more of the, you know, the issue in general, um, and then work our way towards um, towards you know, the gospel and and, mm-hmm. and getting it there. Um, so, I mean, first thing that, that we can talk about is uh, the systemic issues that, that you know, there are um, in in America and in uh, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, First acknowledging that, that they exist, um, which is, is for some reason a, a contended thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I can speak for, for myself and you know, uh, that it, it, it's clear to see mm-hmm. um, that there, there are real systemic um problems and, and it's not just some ethereal reason that, that things are are bad. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be, you know, focusing on I mean, statistics and stuff like that. Yeah. Just this is more just a, a general right. um, discussion about about the topic. Um, is <clears throat> when when it when it comes to systemic issues, it's it's clearly there and it's clearly harmful. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a. a Good or mediocre it's it's um, harming our fellow image bearers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's something that we should know about um, and, and be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about everyone's, um, you know, uh, well being. Mm-hmm. Uh, we care about what's harming them. Yeah. So <clears throat> we can take a look at that first. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No. I.
0: So just. In, in regarding some of the the systemic issues, I you know let's let's tell a story. Um, a few years ago, uh, a man and his girlfriend are pulled over by an officer in Minneapolis. Um, in the conversation, uh, you can hear it on the body cam of, of the officer, and then later there's recording from. Um, the girlfriend's cell phone, um, but in the conversation the driver lets the officer know that he has a permit to carry and that he has um, his handgun with him. Um, before that moment um, the officer had asked for um, license and registration. So conversation is about license and registration. The driver of the car um, as an aside in this conversation, lets the officer know that um, he has a handgun and he has a permit for that. Um, the officer then thinks that the conversation is about the handgun um, and tells the driver of the car not to reach for the handgun as the driver is reaching. Um, the driver, of course, Thinks that the conversation is about license and registration and has been reaching for that. The officer is misunderstood and now thinks that the conversation has shifted from license and registration to a handgun. Um, Philando Castile was reaching for his license to give to the officer, and the officer thought that it was a handgun that he was reaching for and ultimately shot him to death. Mm-hmm. That is misunderstanding. Misunderstanding happens in human communication. It's bound to happen. However, um, if if you and I miscommunicate about a project that we are working on, the worst that can happen is, you know, people don't get the message. Right. You know, it's, it's inconvenient, but people are alive. Um... Philando Castile is dead because of a miscommunication, misunderstanding, and a mistake by the officer. Um, James 3 tells teachers that they, well, mainly that most people shouldn't be teachers because they have a greater responsibility and that they will be judged with greater strictness because teachers of the Bible have basically are the lens by which other people will view scripture, right? Your view of God is affected by what I say about God from the Bible, which means I have a greater responsibility to teach it accurately,
1: which also means I will be judged
0: with greater strictness if I don't teach it accurately, if I don't live it accurately. People with greater power and responsibility then should be judged with greater strictness. Um, as far as I know, um, the officer involved um, in Philando Castile's shooting um, was not charged with murder, I believe. Um, I could be wrong about that. Um, Derek Chauvin um There's no misunderstanding or miscommunication in this. He just killed him. Mm -hmm. Um, And as as you're saying, systemic issues, why was it that the officers were fired rather than being immediately charged? If I choked you out Mm -hmm. and killed you, and it was on video that I did this, I would be immediately in custody. Guaranteed. Yes. And then an investigation would follow. Why is it that these officers were fired first and not taken into custody and then an investigation? So as you say, systemic issues, this is something that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Is that why an officer is... um, given a slap on the wrist by losing his job but not arrested right. um, and I I'm afraid that the reality is that he would have simply been fired if the outrage was not so great as it has been
1: right. this last week right yeah because he wasn't even arrested until protests and, and mm-hmm. riots happened three days later mm-hmm. um, and yes yeah, so I- I- exactly like you're saying these are the sort of systemic issues that we see mm-hmm. now it's easy for you know, someone like me who's detached mm-hmm. from it um, to be like okay that's bad." <laughs> but to not feel any guilt because I wasn't the person that knelt on his neck. And while it is true that I was not directly involved with the killing of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. I'm a part of the system that allowed it to happen Um, and allowed the officer to get a slap on the wrist rather than proper Mm-hmm. Um, all, that's, it, it, all that's to say is I, because I'm a part of the system, have an obligation to, when I see something that I'm a part of, not going well. Mm-hmm. And you can apply this far outside just right. you know the American police or justice system, mm-hmm. like in your job, if something's not going well, you should probably speak up about it. Mm-hmm. But in this case, yeah, there's clearly something wrong mm-hmm. um, and you know, the taxes that I pay eventually go and fund or have funded Mr. Chauvin's um, salary mm-hmm. so when something is so terribly wrong as that we have an obligation to you know, fight back against it mm-hmm. in various different ways yeah. Um. So just because I I'm not directly involved, right, does not negate obligation to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, we we care about human suffering. Yeah. Um. And so something should be done because mm-hmm. it's not just right, and we want justice.
0: Yeah. So a couple of points I want to make. Mm-hmm. In, in what you were saying, um, this isn't just, um, you know, millennial and what's your generation? Uh, the Gen Z. Gen Z. The okay. Zoomers. Zoomers, that's right. Which is just so apropos now because, you know, that's <laughs> kind of what you have to be. Um, it, it, it's not just a, you know, millennial on down kind of way of, of looking at things as far as I have responsibility to, um, to be aware and, and to be active. Um, this is Proverbs twenty four twelve. If you say, behold, we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? So this, and this is the charge from this passage of of what you need to do. This is 10 and 11. Um, I'm sorry, uh, verse 11. Rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. So if I am to be someone who is pro-life, who cares about the lives of unborn children. I mean, most people who are conservatives agree to that, but then make, for some reason, there's a break between I care about the lives of the unborn and then I care about African-American lives. Um, and I personally, I, I just, I think the Bible teaches that we need to be about Christ's kingdom and not about um, kingdoms here. So um, so I want to just put in legs and support to what you're right. saying about um, I have responsibility to be aware and to um, work towards change from the Bible. I also want to make um, a clarification that I a lot of people that say things like what you said will kind of have this attitude, and I want people to know that this is not your attitude, um, is that whiteness is not a sin. Right. Um, and unfortunately, um, uh, social critical theory is, is something that people who are woke really, you know, Kind of get behind. They don't really know the term social critical theory, but they they've lived it. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically, is if you if you are white, um, you are directly guilty, and you have nothing that you can say because of your experience, your lived experience isn't my lived experience. So that means you can't talk to me, um, and and it really it it kills conversation, and it ends up putting the white man, I heard Doug Wilson um, put it this way of uh, basically the white man is is a Labrador um, on its belly feeling guilty because it just ate your slippers, like that level of like guilt and shame and, you know, tail Mm. between my legs. Um, But what we need to do is we need to be able to see eye to eye as brothers and, and have a conversation. Um, so just th- those clarifications, yes, I do, I do have a re- responsibility, I am here, <laughs> I live here, mm-hmm. I, I, you, this is what's going on around me, and if, if I'm going to say that I have a responsibility to do something about abortion, then I have a responsibility to do something when it comes to um, the lives of African-American brothers and sisters. Um, at the same time, it is not a sin that I'm, I'm white. Right any more than it's it's not a sin that someone be black. You know, we we have to move from civil war era thinking up from the south white saying, you know, basically that it you are subhuman if you're black. Now it's it's pushed the other way almost that you're subhuman that you're that you're white. Right. And, and we have to balance both that we're created in the image of God, and we need to treat
1: each other that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, which I guess brings us to our, our second yeah. issue of, of identity. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say? It was just beginning thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so
0: anyone who has talked to anyone <laughs> in their lives experienced two worlds collide. You have... Your lens by which you view the world, you have your own experience, and you have your own unique God-given way of looking at things. The same is true for me. So when we come together, there will be inevitably conflict and tension because I see that we need to do something this way, and you see that we need to do something this way, and at first they might look good, but the angles, are—they're they're going to hit each other. Um. So, if I'm white and I know someone who's black raised in the cities, I'm you know I'm suburb kid, white. They're black raised in the in the cities. We're we're going to be different, and we're going to view things differently, and there will be conflict. Um. How then? How do you create unity? This this is kind of what America has been trying to figure out since MLK, you know, how do we create unity? And, uh, my identity is a part of the problem. Every human being, their identity is a part of the problem. If, if you didn't have, if you, guess what? If there were no people on the planet, we wouldn't have conflict. As soon as you get to, (laughs) they're going to be conflict. Um, because we're, we're just different. Um, so with that, how, how, do you, how do you create unity? I think one of the, the first things that we can do to, to step towards unity is to understand that every person is created in the image of God. So if you are a human being, that means you are created in the image of God. And, and what this does is it, it creates dignity and, and worth. Um, if you don't have that, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all relative. Um, white lives having value is, is a social construct. If, if there's not a reality backing it, saying that they are created in the image of God with inherent dignity and honor, if that's not backing it, then white lives having value is a social contract, uh, so <laughs> social construct. And the same is true for black lives. If there is not something backing it to say that these lives have value, then they don't. It's just it's just something nice. And this this whole thing right now is just a trend um, that can just as easily be reversed by more loud voices talking than the ones that are talking right now. So starting with our identity, we are created in the image of God and are created with inherent value, honor, and dignity. Um, I think that's where
1: we have to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I So much of... of um, um Of where, where I think it um, you know where, where it goes wrong is, is we're, we're really vain creatures, yes. Our favorite image is the one in the mirror mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, So we we love our our appearance, mm-hmm. we love our self yep. and so when we see things that on the surface physically look like us, we would, you know, not right but we we attach that with the good feeling we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. um and and just as you're saying there there is no distinction between the the image of light skin of dark skin in terms of its inherent and value mm-hmm. and we know that that value is from the mouth of god himself very good mm-hmm. um and yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're dead on with, with what you're saying. So
0: with that, um, we, we want to create unity because unity, um, unblocks things so that we can love each other and that there would be peace, you know? So we want unity. We're seeing it all over America, America right now. And, and in the West, it's spreading. It's not just America now. Um, of a desire for unity. The, the problem is it can't work. Um, and and I, I say that not with like, you know, I'm not a white supremacist. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not happy about that. It's just the reality is unity cannot be achieved because my identity is not simply that I'm creating the image of God. Part of my identity is that I have broken the image. I'm a broken mirror. I still reflect the image of God, yet it's broken and doesn't do so fully. So, part of my cracks, part of what's filled in the cracks of my mirror of the image of God is my ethnicity and my whiteness as being a part of my fundamental identity. So, if I have where I'm a broken person who's filled in the cracks of this image of God with thinking that my part of my fundamental identity is whiteness, and that I am with someone who's black and they're broken, and they've got part of their fundamental identity they've assumed is blackness. I mean, this is who we are, and, and these are just the accidental properties of who we are, and we hold on, just like you said, in, in the, the vanity of us and the, the pride we're just going to have conflict. It, it is bound to happen. And, and so what, we're, what we see is throughout history of race relations, we have dehumanized each other. Um, first, mostly throughout history, it's been white people dehumanizing black people. Because what we think is that while well, we both have identity... And since there's conflict, one of us has to go. So it means I will, since I'm the one in power, I will erase your identity as a black person, with your culture, with your ethnicity, with your background. I will erase your identity. And then I will fill in your identity with my whiteness. And then we can have unity because we have uniformity. This has happened with African-Americans. This has happened with Native Americans. Breaks my heart because we, we sent them to um, boarding schools and then punished them if they were to speak their native language. It's because you need to be white, okay? So this is, this is what has happened in the history of race relations. And now, like I said earlier, it's, it's shifted to, you know, the white people kind of being the, the whip dog of, of things. And I, I think what will happen is if that continues, white people will attempt to erase their identity and and just and just be empty <laughs> because we're super bland and vanilla so it's not like we can you know I can't be black I'm not that interesting um there's going to be conflict and and, and what we'll try to do though is we will try to create unity outside of the blood of Christ and it's idolatry it's, it's impossible. We don't have unity outside of Christ's work. So we, we set up our own gods for ourselves, hoping that they will provide what we have so desperately looked for, which is unity. And it's impossible. Because God has created one way of reconciliation with himself and with each other, Christ it's impossible to find unity anywhere else. So with this, I just want to explain the mechanics really quickly of how we can have true, genuine unity, white person, black person, every color in between. Okay? Because Jesus dies, reconciles us with the Father, we are no longer fundamentally white or black. We are fundamentally, our our fundamental identity is child of God. And because we have a shared identity in that moment then, in that reality, my identity is shared with someone who's black, someone who's Asian, someone who's Native American, if we are in Christ, That's our shared identity. And it supersedes all other identities. It says, this is your identity. Everything else is just how God loves to save. You know, God loves to save black people and Native Americans and white people and Somalis and Muslims. He loves to save all kinds. So the diversity that we see is, is then... Um, because of God's multifaceted glory is that you can't see the glory of God in just one type of person being saved. You got to have everybody get saved. (laughs) So that's, that's how glorious God is. But because my identity is no longer fundamentally whiteness, blackness, whatever, but my identity is fundamentally, fundamentally, child of God, bought by the blood of Christ. That is what can provide a unity. Um, but like I say, it's it's not going to happen if if the if the gospel is not what creates the unity, it's not true unity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So <laughs> then it goes into the question, though, of what can we do? Mm. Because we, we've started, you know, systemic issues. Right. And now, now we've gotten down to it. And the reality is the systemic issues are the, the they're the fruit of my root cause problem of my sin and my, my separation from God and then with other people. So then the systemic issues are not the biggest thing that are at issue. Right. The corruption is not the biggest thing that's at issue. Um, the heart is what is at the deepest issue. Um, so then first, as far as what do we do when it comes to race relations, is we pray. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't, I, keep, I could fix the systemic issues. And then a new systemic issue would come, because I haven't I haven't pulled the wheat out I haven't I haven't pulled the weed out of the ground. The the stem is the root is still there. It's just going to keep growing. So then I pray, and I, this is my prayer right now, is that the unrest that we have right now in our world would end, and that there would be lasting change for the black community, and rooting all of this and you know Jesus let your gospel be known and people would be saved um yeah so just you know if, if you're a Christian you're looking for something what can I do um the most important work that you can do right now is to pray most important any thoughts I've been talking for like 15 minutes now
1: <laughs> hey, it's all good it's all good stuff that you're talking about um yeah. Uh, so you know, I think we've said it before on this podcast, but you know, nothing of spiritual significance happens without prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've been saying, the issues won't be solved. Yep. Um, there, there there won't be lasting lasting peace. Yeah. Um, we we won't be happy. Yeah. Um, So I, I, identity in not in in the um, in in the attributes of, of of my skin of where I live, um, but rather in a more foundational and, and permanent mm-hmm. um, identity in Christ, because mm-hmm. um, then everything else falls yeah. to the wayside. Yeah. Um, and then white skin will become even more beautiful mm-hmm. and black skin will become even more beautiful mm-hmm. and we'll just be wonderful beings yeah um, but prayer and love your neighbor yeah um, Yeah. nothing will change if you if you don't do those things mm-hmm. no, that's what I mean yeah and, and I think
0: that's it's important that we we say love your neighbor um I think, at least for me, growing up, love for my black neighbor was not something that I understood. Um, you know, right now, it, love for neighbor, I think, uh, it looks a lot of different ways. Um, one of the things I'm about right now is I just want to basically just hang out in Minneapolis, like, mm-hmm. and just help. You know, that that's a way that you can love your neighbor. If you're not in Minnesota, then um, if there's a city that stuff's going on for you, then help there. Um, Be in your community and and love your community with words and with deeds. Um, You speak the gospel and you live the gospel. Um, But one of the things that's important in loving your neighbor really is to understand Um, Genuine love will not occur without genuine understanding. Um, And just, I've heard a lot about, um, you know, yeah, it's sad that a man died, but rioting is wrong. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Rioting, morally wrong. Murder, morally wrong. So we're all we've established. We're all sinners. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but if someone does something to really anger me, and and I I just I punch through my drywall. Let's say you know, um, in that moment, you can say it is a sin to be angry. You be you be right. It is a sin to be angry. At someone, definitely. You know, I, I think just in general, but it's specifically I'm mad at this person, I take it out on the wall. Okay. You can you could be the person I'm mad at and then say, Hey, sin for you to be be angry. Um, you have now spoken the truth. I wonder if it's been spoken in love. Mm. Because anytime that someone is sinning, it's a heart issue. They and, and sin has lied to them and said, I can offer you escape from your suffering. I can offer you happiness. And they take it. So I agree, rioting and looting, burning down the, a city that I love, that I spent four years in college learning to love, that's wrong. But I also want to ask, why did it happen? Mm-hmm. Because it, going back to that analogy, if I'm the person that ticks another person off and they, they punch the drywall, I'm not going to just go, okay, that's sin. I also want to ask, did I sin? Right. And then cause this. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not responsible for their actions. I'm responsible for mine. But did I set someone up? Did I set them off? What caused this? Because guess what? Most of the time, people don't burn down cities. Most of the time, people don't loot things. I don't know if we've noticed. But most of the time, society just keeps chugging along. Like nothing happened. What happened? Why is this something that is happening right now? And I think that we would say, it's because I don't, I have not, uh, so many of us have not taken the time to understand our neighbor and where they're at. And, and what we've done really well is we've judged them instead.
1: Um. So we've done a very good job of throwing away our, our childhood and childlike nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because chil- children ask questions a yep. lot of them. Yep, unrelentingly. Yep, because they they want to understand. They want to know. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, children don't care mm-hmm. whether their their friend is Indian, right, or Asian, or whatever. Yep.
0: So loving your neighbor does involve seeking to understand. Mm. Yeah. Um, And just what you're just saying there kind of made me think. Um, If your child asked you about what was going on in the news, would you say, uh, well, they're just being stupid? How would you explain it? How would you explain your worldview about this to a child? They're just being stupid. They're just being whiny. They, they think that they've had all, okay. That one, <laughs> like that last one, they think that this, that. okay, if, if my wife came to me week after week, day after day, year after year, and said, hey, we, we have this problem. And, and all I kept saying to her was, yeah, I don't think we do. Um, yeah, you're just being stupid. You're just, you're just being white. There's a reason why divorce (laughs) has, you know, because we don't seek to understand. Right. And, and I feel like, you know, this is why the marriage between white community and black community in America is so strained is because one person is not seeking to serve the other Mm. and understand them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yep so with that Mm -hmm. um, pray for understanding Mm -hmm. um, pray for for wisdom for what you need to do um, because it's all great if you listen to us from the screen um, but you should better listen to, to your father because mm-hmm. um, he's much more wise than, than mm-hmm. we will ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, so pray for understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't just pray for understanding. Go out and and uh, actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for change. Because mm-hmm. nothing's going to get better if we do yep well Uh,
0: yeah and you know with the systemic issues um the corruption that has you know been a reality in our country don't have all the answers um Mm -hmm. just with what you're saying though is that there is someone who does our heavenly father um and uh And all of us too is just, this is, if you don't like what we're saying, just talk to God, um, ask him for humility so that you can listen to him, um, and, and ask him to point out anything in you that is not Christ-like when it comes to this issue, Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, he's he's like we said earlier. Issues in my heart, and uh, there's nothing that we can say that would change your mind. And some people too, I I just know people who who love everybody, and this this conversation is just hard for them mm-hmm. because it's like what more can I do? I I already love people, mm-hmm. and. You know, it might be for some people that as you talk to Jesus, you, the answer that he has for you when it comes to this issue is totally different than what it is for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's totally fine that that's between you and your father. So mm-hmm. you have
1: a closing verse for us? Yeah, um, kind of like what you were saying, uh, but on, on the flip side too. And this is, for me, something I've had to check myself with, Mm -hmm. is um, if if you feel that you're so right, Mm -hmm. that that your way is is the best way, um, and you go to your brothers and sisters that disagree with you, be humble. Mm -hmm. Um, In James 1, verse 9, he says, but the brother of humble circumstances is the glory of his high position. And the rich man, the man who's up, is to glory in his humiliation. Mm-hmm. Because like the flower the grass, he will pass away. Mm-hmm. So even if you feel like you have the moral high ground, in, uh, uh, approach others in humility. Because you don't have the highest moral high ground. Oh. Just love each other. Well, thank
0: you, everyone, for joining us. Um, Yeah, feel free to send us messages. um, But please be in prayer for our country, be in prayer for the black community, be in prayer for the unrest and and that lasting change would happen for the black community. Thank you for joining us. This has been Brextin.